Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Welcome, listeners. Here I am today in interview part three with Swati Martin. We've been talking a lot about healing the racial divide. And in our third lecture, our third podcast, we're going to hear a little more about that before we move on to some of the projects that Swati is involved in right now. So welcome back, Swati. So glad to hear from you and see you again. Thank you, Bob. I feel that uh, we could be in conversation. <laughs> so we many could spend days. <laughs> I know, kindred spirits. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thank, you for, thank you for all the work um, you know you do. We were very, very moved last week uh, by your session and was so insightful. And um, you know, I just hope and pray and wish that more people. Uh, can hear these stories that we don't always, um, you know, know about. And, you know, you've, you've said some very powerful words that are like kind of still really resonating and we're sobering. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Wadi. Yeah. So today let's, let's hear your further reflections on, on healing the racial divide. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel that, we, the real crisis for me is a crisis of care. Um, that is for me the, the, the real issue more than the, the I think the, the racial, of course, you know, the, the, there is systemic racism um, that, you know, has just been embedded. Uh, but at the same time, you know, these issues are so complex and sometimes we're trying to uh, fix them in a way that is disconnected from the heart. Uh, and I do believe that we have a crisis of care. And, and you know, I'll, I'll give an example. You know, I've lived, uh, I've shared all of my life in Africa. Um, and I grew up in countries that were under colonial rule, then got their independence, and then were uh, then, you know, led and to this day, um, you know, led by, by the local people. And so I've seen as well uh, what happens also when, you know, and I, and I don't like the, the, to, to label, but I just, I'll use the words just, you know, to, to, to make it simpler. But, you know, when the oppressed, um, you know, get the power. Uh, and I've seen things in Africa uh, that are beyond horrific. You know, some of the conflicts in the Congo, in Liberia, in Sierra Leone, in, you know, in Rwanda, uh, in many places have been beyond horrific. And so when I look at that, you know, I feel that the issue is actually beyond a race issue because you know, we've seen races killing themselves, people of same color uh, killing themselves and then it becomes an ethnic. So you have the same color of skin, but now you're a different ethnic group. So that justifies a genocide. 
And so, you know, we'll always find new ways uh, to divide ourselves. Um, I, I forgot the name of this lady who did the blue eye, green eye, Jane. You remember her name? No. Uh, it's, it's, um, it will come to me. Uh, there was this lady who many years ago, uh, this experience called uh, the blue eyes, brown eyes, Jane Elliott, where she, it's an, it's an amazing thing. Actually, uh, Bob, you would love it, especially as a, uh, you know, in your field. Uh, what she did is she artificially created a divide and, and you know, separated people into the blue eyes and, and uh, brown eyes. And, you know, literally within the day, um, they, they went into postures of oppressed and oppressor and, and of something that was, you know, something that you can't change, like the color of your skin, it had to be something you can't change, so the color of your eyes. And then based on that, structures were put in place. And so that experience and just the experience in life generally shows me that, you know, it's not so much a matter of color of the skin, but, you know, do we care for each other enough? Um, and it doesn't matter who you are, if you're white, yellow, green, blue, um, you know, that care is the most important because once you start caring about others, really, you'll be touched by what it is that they're experiencing. You know, laws will be changed. Uh, people would, um, you know, empathize with, with each other and each other's story more. And I think we'll start, we'll stop, you know, lumping people into stories. Because I find that the moment we create a big narrative, we actually dishonor the individual stories of the people. Uh, and, I, and, and I guess, you know, it comes to what Bob, you were saying, you know, how we learn to be human. You, know, you were sharing your experience about learning to be human. And that humanity, we only learn it at one-on-one -on -one level. We don't learn it at the you know, collective level. You have to connect with your neighbor, with your friend, with your coworker, with the person who's sitting next to you in the bus. You, know, you just have to connect at that level. And once you start to connect and care at that level, you understand that the world is nuanced and the choices that you start to make and support then start reflecting that you know, connectedness and that humanity within. And for me, that's, that's, that's today, I feel that's the only way we can really uh, heal any divide and not just the racial divide, but any divide is just connecting heart to heart at the human level, recognizing the humanity in each of us and stop being selfish. Um, you know, being in, in uh, you know, I attend a lot of the consciousness, spiritual gathering, and there's barely any diversity. And, you know, I'm like, how, if we care enough, we should care to bring some diversity. We, we, we should care to say, wow, you know, my Indian brother, my you know, Native American brother, my, you know, brown sister, my Asian, you know, we want all of them to speak. You know, I don't want to just have all the space for myself. You know, for me, that's a crisis of care and the lack of diversity 
for me is just is just that is I want to be center stage. I want to speak. I want to share what I have to say. And actually, you know, I don't really care who else is is talking as as long as I'm in good company and the other people who are there makes make me feel good about myself. Uh, and you know, I'm being a little bit uh, you know I generalize, but you know, it's just more to to shock a little bit, but to say, you know, if we, if we take a step back and we constantly reflect on how am I caring, you know, it's a journey where, you know, no one is perfect in caring, but at least if the intent is there and if there are some, you know, if constantly you're thinking, you know, am I being inclusive? Am I letting all voice heard? Am I giving an, op an opportunity to my brother or my sister who maybe wouldn't have this opportunity. For me, it's care. You know, earlier today, we're talking about economic injustice and how, you know, brown and black women, um, you know, are, are basically, are, are some, you know, some of the community with the least access to capital and support. And for me, yes, we can, you know, we, we can, fight and create organizations and all of that but you know until we care new new ways of perpetuating the divide the injustices will be created constantly and I, I, I feel that this is why 500 years post slavery we're kind of, of still shocked that some of the things are happening it's just because we don't care enough beautiful I, that was so well articulated, Swati. What a, what a beautiful way to to sum up our situation in humanity at the moment. And towards that end, toward that end of caring, can you tell us about what you're involved in? Because your your life is such a beautiful example of this. Well, you know, I'm on the journey, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I recognize that it's a tough journey, and but it's so imperfect, you know, perfect in the imperfection. And, you know, just just trying to to constantly raise the bar within myself. Uh, right now, you know, I'm very excited, uh, because I've just uh, soft launched uh, independent publishing company. Uh, called uh, the Loving Kindness Boma, and Boma uh, in Africa is a place of togetherness. So it's a, in, a, in a way, it's the loving kindness place of togetherness. It's a place where we gather to tell stories and, and exchange. And um, right now, uh, I'm mostly publishing my books. So I think I have like six or seven books uh, on various topics um, and all you know, focused on the values around loving kindness, so gratitude, compassion, uh, sharing, kindness, I mean, all of the beautiful values that uh, we want to see manifest in the world. So, um, you know, that's one of the things I'm, you know, I'm doing many other things, but I, I think that's really the project I'm super excited about. Uh, I've been writing books, uh, I've been writing since age three and I completed my first book uh, at age six. So, and I've always written um, books for children, even when myself, I was a child. And so I'm super happy that finally at 43 years old, <laughs> 
you know, I get to pick up again, um, you know, this, this, this lifetime passion of, of writing uh, uplifting stories uh, where, you know, to help us care more and be the change we want to see. Are your books uh, all written towards children? Or are they written for a variety of ages? Well, I mean, so it's interesting in the way I write, you know, I have this belief that children come complete. So I don't write for an age group and my books are all available online, lovingkindnessvoma.com. You can order them online. Uh, great gift for uh, Christmas. Um, so I, I, I feel that I'm just a channel for stories. So whatever ways they come, I just tell them. I'm not thinking that because I'm, I'm talking to a six years old, I should talk this way or that way. Because I think there are as many different six years old as there are six years old, you know. It's just, uh, I believe in the age of the soul, not the age of the humans. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, so my books also have lots of conversation starters and they're beautiful illustrations. Um, if you have like smaller children, like maybe two or three years old, you don't need to read the stories. The parents or whoever is reading the story can just use the images and create stories. Um, and so a lot of emphasis is put on, on illustrations. So the stories can just be read through the images and not nestle the text because sometimes the concept can be difficult and there are also lots of conversation starters so generally i have three categories of conversation starters social emotional spiritual and cultural so that's again you know to invite um you know this diversity i was talking about in my family i'm sharing also this diversity so you can learn about Ashanti Adinkra symbols and mandalas and wabi-sabi, you know, Japanese wabi-sabi philosophy. <laughs> hmm. So I'm bringing all of these things in the books and it's up to the parents. They're just conversation starters. They're not in the stories, but all the illustrations have these. So the parents can use them, you know, as a gateway to share more with, with their children. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Do you illustrate your own books or you have someone you collaborate with? I collaborate with different people. Um, I used to, when I was a child, I used to illustrate my own books. I like drawing, but um, my illustration skills are not good enough yet again <laughs> to do what I imagine so uh, I call it and actually I love the collaboration to be honest that co-creation and um, I literally have uh, in my books collaborated with a South African um, non-spiritual woman on a spiritual book and that was actually she was so you know when she saw the text she said Swati I don't think I can illustrate your book because I'm not spiritual at all. I don't believe in God and nothing. I said, that's the exact reason why I would like you to, to illustrate because I don't want someone who already has preconceived ideas. I want someone who does not have, you know, these ideas because otherwise it's going to look like every other book. And so, um, so that was great. 
I collaborated with a Kenyan illustrator, with an Indian illustrator, with a Polish illustrator, with another South African. So wow. <laughs> it's also the United, yeah, it's the United Nations as well. And it's fun, you know, for example, one of my last books, it's called The Mango's Grace. Um, I told the illustrator who was Indian, uh, he had to draw the family of, of the kid. And I, I told him, I said, well, make, let's make the mom Indian and the whole mother lineage Indian. And then the father would be from Nigeria, for example. So let's, let's put that. So also in all my books, there is this diverse background uh, where you find, you know, my, my own um, life experience. So I'm bringing that in the books. And I'm curious about this word Boma. What, what is that word? What, what language does that come from? Well, it's, it's, it's in Southern Africa. Uh, and maybe if people, if you have been on safari or, or so, maybe you've seen it, it's an enclosure of kind of wood. And then inside, so it's a circle. And then inside you have a fire pit and a fire. And um, it was a place where the kettle was kept but it's also a place where people would gather probably a little bit like what you would find in native American culture, where people would gather and tell stories and be together, you know, at the end of the day around the fire and whatever was happening there uh, was around uh, that fire and in that protected circle. So I like the idea. I use the word Boma because I like the idea of the sacred circle again. Uh, I think circles in general, um, you know, are in all indigenous culture uh, are important because it's only in the circle that you can see one another. That's the only configuration where you can see everyone. And so the, the, that circular configuration for me really is, is the, um, the place of togetherness. And so that's why I use the BOMA uh, in the, the name of my publishing company. Wow, what a beautiful what a beautiful central metaphor for all of your work, really. Can you give us the, the um, web address again for people who might yeah, want to? Yeah, so it's, books? it's uh, in one word, loving kindness, boma, B O M A, dot com. Loving kindness, boma, dot com. So loving kindness, boma, in one word, dot com. And people can and order that, their books from you through that website. Yes, yes, yes. So you can order their books. They're also journal. I'm very excited. It's been very people, you know, um, uh, are really loving that. Uh, I have a loving kindness journal, um, you know, with with also a lot of indigenous um, wisdom, like the Oponopono of Hawaii. Uh, I have also um, some others, um, you know, like kind of nonviolent communication from Marshall Rosenberg, but all of that. Uh, broken down for children uh, for them to to use. I have also the fourfold path of forgiveness by the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. So different practices um, from all around the world that are very effective to nurture um, loving kindness within ourselves. Wow. And as we make our way into the holiday season, I can't think of a more beautiful gift that someone might want for someone that they care about. 
So what a great yeah. idea. Um, the other thing and that- the illustrator, I, the illustrator for this one is Asian. She's from China. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one who did the covers, now that I'm actually thinking about it. So <laughs> she's Asian community. and South African. <laughs> <laughs> now, Swati, what about if people would like to join your circle that I spoke at? Is that open to the public? Yes, yes, it's absolutely open to the public. It's every Saturday, uh, depending on your time zone, the best is to go to the website. It's tunshe.com, T-O-U-N-C-H-E.com, and you go under racial healing. Tunche means shift in the Yoruba language uh, of Nigeria and Benin. Uh, and so we're talking about a shift within. Mm. Um, so people can join. You can join one week. Um, you know, if you're not available the other week, it doesn't matter. Just come whenever you, you want, if there is a topic of interest. Uh, and I think that's just a beautiful way. I mean, you've attended it to expand our hearts and um, really see the different perspectives and also meet people that we wouldn't necessarily have an opportunity to meet and hear. Uh, and I think this is why I find these circles are also important. It, it pushes us outside of our comfort zone and people we usually would interact uh, with. And let me say from having been there, I really encourage my listeners to go and experience that circle directly with Swati. What a beautiful, loving, intercultural space she has created for everyone. And Swati, you're, you're involved in so many different things. I'm, I'm wondering, is, do you have one hub that people can go to to kind of find out about all the different things that you're doing? Well, yeah, the, the easiest is either to follow me on social media. So if you go to Instagram, I'm sweaty underscore Martin. Or if you want to go to the various websites and see what I do, you can just go to sweaty.com and uh, you would have the link to uh, what I do. It's not, it's kind of not always updated. Probably the best updates are just follow on Facebook and, and Instagram. Um, Spell you know, sweaty. For, for that. Sorry. Can you Sorry, and then you can you can register also to the to newsletter. So whenever there is something, um, you know that would go out. Can you spell Swati for us? Yes. So it's S W A A D Y, and it. I have an Arabic word, a name. <laughs> so on top of it. Of course you do. <laughs> I'm not surprised in the least. Well, Swati Martin, this has been an absolute joy for me and I know for my listeners. Thank you so much for our three sessions together. Thank you so much, Bob. Bless you and bless everyone who's listening. Thank you for your time and for the work that you do. Oh, thank you, Swati. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.